This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Eight and a half, minus 115 to the over, minus 115 to the under. His head coach, Mike McCarthy, his play call. Do you think that Mike McCarthy is secretively still calling the plays, or do you really believe that um, that um, that Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore is calling the plays? There? I mean, here's the thing. Ever since, we've had some issues with just coaching in general, right? You had Scott Linehan as the OC, but you kind of had like, Kellen Moore and Scott Linehan sort of splitting duties in play calling, but then Scott Linehan gets fired, Kellen Moore comes back in, and then it's the Clapper and it's Kellen Moore, and you've got basically the Clapper and Jason Garrett sort of putting... Dude, the Clapper is now my team's play-by-play broadcaster with <laughs> Jack Collinsworth. What did I do? Like, what did I do? To, what did I do in my life to deserve such hell and punishment? Anyway, go on. <gasps> no! I'm sorry. But, like, you can't find, like, give me, like, Brady Quinn. I'm fine with Brady Quinn, but Brady Quinn has no affiliation to the NFL. Jack Collinsworth? How does he continue to get work? Chris Collinsworth. He's he's a Collins. I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm John Madden or Pat Summerall or anything like that, but come on now. And then you give me Jason Garrett. Whoa. Jason the- Jason Garrett is not a play caller. He's not a head coach. He is not a... He's not a color commentator. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Obviously, the game has passed him by as the OC of the (laughs) New York football giants. He was continuing to be terrible, even though at one point in time in his career, he was pretty good. So I think he was taking the governor uh, and putting it on Kellen Moore and kind of keeping the offense to this very less innovative way. And then they go from the clapper to Mike McCarthy. And it's the same deal, right? Mike McCarthy has like an old school way of trying to run an offense. Kellen Moore, I think, is wants to be innovative, which is why he was getting a lot of head coaching love. People thought he might be the next flashy head coach with an NFL yeah. position. So I do think that there's like a level of friction between what Kellen Moore wants to do and what Mike McCarthy wants and to th- do. That's why I asked, because I actually, I mean, especially the first half of the season, you know, the last couple of years, I'm like, okay, Kellen Moore, very innovative. I think he's going to get a head coaching gig here really soon. Unless, you know, maybe Jerry wants to keep him around and then that's his job when McCarthy ultimately See, moves think, on or gets fired. But- I think Sean Payton is the next in line. I think if the Cowboys struggle this year, and how long does Sean Payton have to be out for? I think just a year. Uh, no, I mean, right? he'll come, he'll, he'll, he'll he'll come, come back come whenever back. he wants. Yeah. And I think there's an issue, obviously, with the Mike McCarthy contract. So I, I do think that there's a possibility that Sean Payton becomes the the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I've just I've seen a decade of Mike McCarthy's play calling, and it started off, you know, when he had Brett Favre and even the couple of years with Aaron Rodgers where they win the Super Bowl. It, it was all right. But I mean, the games passed them by, and I watch you know, this Dallas offense, and I see a lot of Mike McCarthy, and it's a lot of his fingerprints all over it. So I know Kellen Moore is the play caller, but I see a lot of McCarthy, and I wonder. Go back to the final play of the season. 14 seconds left, no timeouts. They call a quarterback draw in the playoffs against the 49ers. Prescott goes for, what, 17 yards. They get to the uh, 24. With no timeouts, the clock just runs out on their season. Like, who the hell called that quarterback draw? That was not Kellen Moore. That was Mike McCarthy. 
So what are we doing with Zeke's rushing total? Because I couldn't go over eight and a half because I need to trust Zeke to stay healthy. Last year, Zeke, especially the first seven, eight weeks of the season, looked pretty good. He had a PCL injury. He was banged up. All the talk at camp is he looks really good every year. He's in shape. He's in the best, best shape, shape of his, of his career. Life. He's running more routes. They're going to use him a little bit more as a pass catcher, which I don't want to see because you have Tony Pollard. That's his game right there. Zeke's running deeper routes. Um, obviously, you know, you lose Amari Cooper. You have CeeDee Lamb. He takes over as number one wide receiver. So there will probably be more targets for Zeke. If this was just over eight and a half touchdowns, I would take it. But I don't know about the rushing part because I want to see more Tony Pollard. And all the talk is we're going to hear or we're going to see both of them in the backfield at the same time. I'm staying away from anything involving Zeke this year. What about you? Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, Ezekiel Elliott was it was kind of a tale of two seasons, right? You had the first five games and the last 12 games. First five games, he averaged 90 yards per game, 5.3 yards per carry, five touchdowns. Last 12 games, and like you said, he had a PCL injury. Last 12 games, 46 yards per game, 3.6 yards per carry, five touchdowns, and 18 or fewer carries the last 12 games. So the decline in carries and yards sort of coincided both with his increased use as a receiver. Yeah. Uh, 3.2 catches per game, 4.5 targets per game in the final 12, opposed to just 2.2 targets per game in the first five. But I think also he wore down as time went on as well. There's no shot that I trust as in Ezekiel Elliott in the final year of his deal. I think Cowboys are probably going to move on from Zeke after this contract is over. I think they like Tony Pollard quite a bit more. And I think Tony Pollard is just a more dynamic, in shape back. And maybe they go and find another running back in the draft. So there's no way I would take the total of nine touchdowns. I think the game, yeah. not as passed them by. I just think that the way that the offenses are going kind of undervalues this type of a running back. And that now you're seeing why they're putting him more into the passing game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's another year older. Um, he's a guy that struggles to stay healthy. And I Every love time. Zeke. I, I like Zeke a lot. I just I want to see that workload go down a little bit. I want to see more Tony Pollard. And plus, you have Dak. I mean, Dak is a top 10 quarterback in this league. I still do believe when he's healthy. Look at the playoff. And, and, and the thing is, I just I hate the play calling. Like, the playoff loss. I just can't get over it. Not only the final play call, so but bad. just what were they trying to do in that game? Dak dropped back 44 times, hard game to watch. yet he only averaged 6 yards per attempt. So bad. Had a 35% success rate. Zeke in that game, that's what scares me off a little bit because you brought up like the first six weeks of the season before the PCL injury. He did look really good. We watched on hard knocks. He was in great shape. But in that playoff game, 31 total yards and averaged 2.6 yards per carry. A couple years ago, they had the best offensive line in all of football. That's not really the case anymore. Um, so, yeah, man, I would have to stay away. Uh, the only thing I actually really like with the Cowboys, and I know we'll talk about them plenty more this season, under 10.5 wins. I just I don't know why that win total is so high. I don't I don't know that they win double digit games. I think they could go ten and seven. I think that's realistic. I like the Eagles a little bit better in that division, although we talk to everybody and the more and more people like the Guess Eagles, what, the though? more that's Guess what me. though? Cowboys are now have gone from minus one twenty to win the division to plus one forty to win the division, which is a number I like a lot more than where it was before. So now it's almost to the point where the Eagles might be overhyped. And there might be some value for the Cowboys as well. I just wish they did a little bit more in free agency. I mean, they lost Amari Cooper. You keep, I mean, like you keep saying, Randy Gregory is going to be a huge loss. And they yeah. thought that they had him. Cedric Wilson's going to be a huge loss. I think he's going to have a so big year in Miami. Connor Williams is gone. Their left tackle as well. And really all Lyle they brought in. Collins is gone as well. And what did they even bring in? Dante Fowler. 
uh, who they did get for $3 million. So shout out to them for that. James Washington to, to he's fill gone in 12 weeks. And, yeah. And then he's already injured and that's it. That's really it. And I didn't really love I what they did in the they draft. Could get Von Miller, but you know, Buffalo ended up luring him over. It's not a great situation, Ryan. And you're hoping that maybe there are some guys that have been laying in the weeds that are receivers that we don't know about. I will say this, though. Anytime you're, like, all in on like Dallas, Jaylen they let Tolbert, you down. Yeah. And anytime that you don't really have high expectations, they kind of surprise like, people. Like, last year, I really liked them. Remember, I even bet them against the Buccaneers week one, and they mm-hmm. should have won that game. Um, in fact, man, they make that field goal. They do win that game. But we'll I like see this, this defense a little bit. I know they lost a couple of pieces as well on, on defense, but they end up getting a couple of new guys, too, that I think should help out. Yeah, Dante Fowler Jr. had a pretty yeah. big year last year. He was 56th. 56th. 57th in pressure rate last year. So he could get after the quarterback. Obviously, that's what they need. It's going to come down to, like, can Trayvon Diggs have the season that he had last year? Because he's, like, hit or miss. He's either giving up a 60-yard touchdown or it's a pick six. Yeah, and can Micah Parsons continue to be, like, the next LT? Well, that's the problem is that he's my favorite pass rusher in the league. Like, I want to put him top five, but I have a bad feeling that Dan Quinn's going to try to play him as an outside linebacker and he's going to be used in, like, coverage. I, he, he's a one-trick pony. Just have him blitz the quarterback. That's what he does. He's not really a run Baldy stuffer. doesn't think so. Baldy thinks he's the most versatile defender in all of the NFL. Maybe in a year or he two. He slapped me down when I asked him that question. Also, just Dan Quinn just being Scarred Dan Quinn. Me. And now, like, Dan Quinn getting some Scarred head coaching me. love. I don't know if it's going to happen I'm this year so for Dallas. I'm so scarred by it.